Hi, everyone. Welcome to the EGA's podcast, Telling Stories from the Clubhouse. I am Giselle Garvinguera, quality lead at Flint, and today we are speaking to Mona Shetty, president of Sound and Vision India, about running her own localization company in India. Mona, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Giselle. Thank you so much for having me. Um, well, I, I have been a, a voice actor since I was a child. I was lucky to have parents who were already in advertising. So um, I started doing voiceovers at a very, very young age. And uh, I think did voiceovers uh, after school, weekends, um, whenever there was time, whenever there was work. And uh, after I graduated, I uh, made it a it became a full time profession. So I used to do a lot of voiceovers for um, ad campaigns and for uh, uh, radio spots. I used to do a lot of IVRs. I used to dub for a lot of uh, uh, movies. I used to uh, dub not only for localization, but also for the original versions because uh, um, a lot of our actresses were English educated and didn't necessarily speak good Hindi. Wow, they were how interesting. Or they were not trained actors. So in the first film, they needed better uh, dialogue delivery. And uh, therefore, you know, there was someone like me who would come in and dub for them. Wow, so, that is so interesting. And does that, uh, to be a voice um, actress, do you... Uh, do you think, uh, I mean, did you take acting classes or is it more something that came naturally since you did it since you were little? Exactly. I think, you know, just uh, uh, being a fly on the wall uh, with my mom through all her recordings, I love a lot. So uh, just from watching people do what they do best and being in so many different situations, whether it's a, a radio spot, a radio play. In those days, we used to do radio plays. Um, or whether it's a TV commercial, whether it's an audiovisual narration uh, or TV dubbing, feature film dubbing, you know, there's just so much you learn from watching people. I think it, it kind of became second nature to me over time. And that's how I learned. So I'm not really formally trained, but I think on the job, I got a lot of training. And especially since my mom was a, a dubbing director, helping her you know, you, you start thinking from the director's point of view a hell of a lot. So it kind of really matures you as a voice actor. Absolutely. I think that uh, empirical learning is so valuable. It's uh, irreplaceable. And, and as a kid, like you were saying, you're, you're a sponge. So you're picking up all that, whether you want it or not. You know, even if you're playing as your mom is recording or doing her work, you're, you, it's, it's sinking in. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Wonderful. And you mentioned that. Um, so it sounds like your mom was already in this business and now you're the second uh, female owner generation in your company, business owner, which is uh, quite amazing. Congrats on that. Thank how, you. How, how is it? I mean, uh, nowadays in your company, it sounds like you do more of the operational part of it. How what is your day to day like? like so I think now. Um, uh, ever since I've taken over from my mom, my my uh, role has changed significantly. So it's more now um, client servicing, more to do with business development, you know, um, 
working out on the financial aspects the the more managerial uh, kind of work you know the looking into hr looking into finance looking into <laughs> operations uh, client servicing business development pretty much you know you wear so many hats and you yeah. try to juggle everything through the day so it you could be on client calls and i've been also a voice actor sometimes i could be you know doing a dub sometimes i could be directing a dub sometimes i might be in a script reading uh with a writer uh before you know like a prep work for the dub and uh so it's it's uh yeah it's a million things that go into my day really yeah it sounds like you were you wear many hats as we were mentioning earlier it's a one woman army although i'm sure you you know, you work with a lot of people, but I it do. sounds like you're very hands on, like you like to do the work. Not, um, you know, sometimes it's because it's needed. You're the only person there that can do it. But um, it sounds that's like you're how very it started self, out. That's right? definitely how it started out. And now, obviously, because localization is uh, booming and, you know, there's uh, so much more work than one had ever anticipated. So obviously, the teams have grown and there are more people to take on responsibility. Uh, there is uh, definitely uh, a better support system and I can l concentrate more or pay more attention to client servicing, to quality control, to um, operations, you know, all the, um, all the overseeing of things and, you know, supervising things. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely um and what what is there any project that you're most uh proud of anything or maybe that you're currently working on if you can talk about it or something that you have um worked on before well as you know it's it's uh not really uh right to talk about uh, ongoing yeah. projects until no. they're out but uh yeah i mean uh, uh the last few years have been great i mean we've had uh uh a few uh Indian movies that did really well in local uh, languages. Uh, we did uh, Money Heist in uh, Hindi, Tamil, and Telugu. So three languages in India. That's amazing. Uh, we did uh, we did a, an Indian film called uh, Minal Murli in uh, several languages that did very well worldwide. We've been doing a lot of Indian shows in English. Mm -hmm. which uh, is very interesting because you know it really opened up indian content to the global market and it opened a whole new world for us um because so many i mean we're most of us are indian uh, english educated here a lot yeah. of us sorry, yeah. i shouldn't say most of us but a lot of us are uh, english educated here and uh, uh so for us it was very refreshing to be able to do dubbing in english with Indian accents without telling us, without people telling us, yes. that, you, know, you have to have a US or a British accent to for an English dub. It just uh, gave a lot more authenticity to the characters and to the plot and to the setting and everything. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. That is something I always uh, wish was done more that, you know, that the accent was carried over from the original language whatever was being dubbed into because it does it's a lot more convincing you know when you see a famous actor that you know is from india or from somewhere speaking with how they would normally speak in in english you know with that accent which is beautiful accents are are beautiful so it's 
and they're also encouraging the original actors to come back and do their own dubs in english yeah. so that also ends it uh, lends it uh, additional authenticity and uh, that has been really really great because um you 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 i mean the first of all the original actors know the content so well then as indians we are uh, better connected to the content we understand it better yeah so you know the the rendition even though it's in english is so close to the original uh that it's really yeah. nice. so uh that is something i think we've really been loving doing um we uh, did uh, have uh, you know films like some of the marvel films or some of uh, uh oh, yeah. films like the jungle book or lion king which did really well mm-hmm. uh, over here and were were dubbed with star talent so yes. some of those have been uh, there was an indian uh, show recently called she which was yeah. in global netflix netflix top 10 for a long time yes uh and that we dubbed in english so uh i'm seeing a lot of really nice uh encouraging breakthroughs uh that uh, maybe is maybe a small signal that you know we're doing something right absolutely no i i i agree and i'm glad that you are able to push for the accents to remain in in localization in the dubbing like you were mentioning because that is so important you know it sounds like you're definitely doing something right <laughs> those are great <laughs> I mean, there is still that there is still that conversation about understandability about yeah, where everyone is really getting the accent but uh, i think more and more in movies worldwide we are seeing so much of uh uh so many ethnic characters yeah. and so many different characters coming into movies with their own accents sometimes even just speaking their own language not even yeah. speaking english uh but even even otherwise those that are speaking english are speaking with their own accents i don't think they're trying to change uh their accent and if we can accept that in an original movie why can't we accept it uh exactly. in a localized product so i think that the, the, the there has to be a healthy balance between yeah. authenticity and understandability and uh, i mean definitely if you're not understandable then there's no point of that localization <laughs> if people aren't getting what you say so i think that there uh, you know quality control comes into uh, play yeah. in a big way that you know if you could have maybe the indian actors do the dub mm-hmm. and someone from the target audience do the qc right uh, whether it is an american or right. british or someone someone like that uh, uh from the global audience do a qc yeah. see okay i'm getting it or you know these are the bits i didn't get and flagging the issues i think that would be a probably a more yeah. cl- collaborative process in terms of uh balancing uh, both the both the ends Absolutely that sounds a, like a a really good um combination. And what do you feel has has uh, been the change? What has caused this shift where there is more acceptability? You think of these accents and of people doing redubbing their own uh voices into other languages to maintain that authenticity. Is it just the streaming companies showcasing more of these shows and and the global Absolutely. audiences being used to okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean if they want their asking for that content to be put out there if the streaming companies were not asking for the original actors to come in if they weren't asking for the accents to be authentic none of this could have been possible 
you know because for the for years we have dealt with distributors who have um said oh you know what i have a really big indian film and i want to dub it into english but you know what i think we need native american speakers mm. because it needs to appeal uh to people globally yeah and uh, those are the accents people understand best and uh, somehow i've never really agreed with that because i think that uh, we can also manage um pretty clean english that most people can understand uh it may not be the same accent but it can definitely be clean and clear so it's 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 been a it's been a tough fight but i think uh, i'm very happy with uh, where we are right now with that excellent excellent and and what are the current challenges do you feel for for localization in your territory is there anything that you are facing that um makes your 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 day to day more difficult or um well you know the new uh, the new challenges are uh, there's more and more foreign language nowadays in uh, you know in the content uh, there are there are more um, new genders mm -hmm. in the oh, yeah. in the content so yeah. casting for those uh, is very challenging how right. to deal with those situations um Yeah I think quality control is a huge challenge because the way the market is growing there aren't enough experts out there uh to really do quality control and you're having to deal with um a non-standardized kind of quality control True. You know, so I think the market uh is growing faster than it's able to cope in a lot of regions isn't that pretty much I think so right? yeah Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's it's a localized uh challenge. I think it is global. Um, you know, the things that you mentioned like the the genders, you know, it is it is a challenge and I know that some companies do request, you know, that the voice talent has the same gender or gender identity as as yes. the actual uh character, which I think is super interesting because, you know, it yes. is a way of of respecting these communities and it's uh it's great to see that um Uh, yeah. So in terms of inclusion and diversity I think yeah. there's a lot happening. Yeah. And, great. Uh, there is a new ground being broken there. Uh but um it's all got to be slow and steady because you know everyone's getting used to uh all the new situations, the new hey. people, the new equations. Hey, uh, exactly. New terminology. Sure. Sure. <laughs> new that, new forms of addressal. Yeah. I mean, we're learning a lot. We've run, we've run workshops with our writers in terms of how um, different genders should be addressed, how yeah. they would want to be addressed, how what they would want to be called, yeah. uh, how they would want to be spoken to, how to be sensitive uh, awesome. to uh, new genders. So we've been trying to sens sensitize our writers and directors primarily, so that they know how to handle these situations. Uh, um, how to handle this content, and more importantly, yeah. how to handle these people when they come. Yes, in. You absolutely. Know, how to be comfortable and not drive them away. Absolutely, yes. And and different cultures and different you know territories have more of a challenge and more of a resistance culturally than others. So it's good to make sure you know, you know where everybody is at right now and what it takes. You know, because it's not. uh most of it is not of ill intention but it's just a matter of culture and adapting and and just 
getting to know more about, you know, what is happening and who's who in the world right now and, and you know, who needs this inclusion and diversity where we can help. Yeah. Um, and speaking of inclusion, you also do, your company also does audio description, right? We do audio description. We produce audio dramas. We produce audio books. Uh, so it's pretty interesting, you know, now the kind of the gamut of audio work that we are able to do is really in interesting. Uh, last uh, last year, we produced our first uh, uh, audio drama from scratch. Wow. Uh, and that was really exciting and really fulfilling. And this year we're doing more right from right from the scripting stage to everything. So uh, that is very interesting because that's not just localization. That's pure creation of audio. Yes. Uh, and we're also doing localization of audio shows as well. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff that's happening. Audio description is also pretty new for India, which we have been yes. doing for the last few years. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully we're getting better at it. Uh, we are trying to bring in uh, the relevant people to do for audio description, you know, to ensure that we try and get someone from the target audience Wonderful. Uh, to do QC just so that we understand their point of view and we can learn better what suits them and what they really need. So yeah. I think that fine tuning, that little better uh, uh, digging deeper, understanding a little better what 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 is really the need of the target audience is is uh, is a great learning and it's it's a great experience and that's probably the the need of the hour in terms of you know like yes we're doing it all but how can we do it better yeah exactly and it is a service that it is extremely valuable and i think something that you mentioned very well is having that inclusion have in the, the entire process not yes. just as the target audience, but as it's being produced and thought about having people from the community um, participate, because it is a matter of not just, you know, bringing something to them, but really listening and hearing what do, what do they need? You know, they need to tell us uh, a lot. We need to hear them. I mean. Um, yeah, because sometimes, you know, you've done the whole thing and you've checked it. And everyone's done the QC and it's it's ready to go. And then you show it to someone like that and they say, but I didn't get that. I, yep. didn't, I, I, I think you missed something here. I, I didn't quite make the connection. Exactly. And, and you see a completely different perspective. It is amazing. It really does open up your mind to the different yeah. ways of interpreting and of seeing the world and of hearing the world and, you know, of, of all our, our senses and how it can be can change from one person to, to the other, depending on their abilities. So um, quite, quite amazing. That's, um, that's great. And in this business, who were your mentors? I'm, I'm sure you got, you know, a lot from your mom, like you were saying. Um, yes. Who do I think the initial years were, uh, of course, watching my mom and her friends and all the all the great voice actors perform uh, was great learning. But when I started doing voice acting, I think uh, the sound engineer mm. and the directors taught me a hell of a lot. Because, you know, they teach you every aspect of the microphone, of yeah. audio, of, you know, what you're doing versus what they're hearing. Yeah, and exactly. And how to, how to uh, make that translate better, you know, how to take direction better, how to make sure uh, 
uh, there's no gap between what what they're expecting and what you're doing right you know so right. those little the, the finer nuances i think came from a lot of technical people you know be it uh, sound engineers be it sound designers be it uh, mixers uh directors of course all the directors mm -hmm. i've worked with you know coming with a different perspective but you know every every technician also comes with a different uh, perspective so there's a lot to learn uh within the dynamic of a studio you know when when you're doing recordings or when you're doing voiceovers when you're performing there's just so many different yeah, perspectives yeah. to every aspect of it and i think that's a huge learning and also dealing with a lot of the clients a lot of the corporates seeing the seeing the approach from the other side you know that how do they look at marketing how do they look at content getting out there how do they see messaging going mm -hmm. out you know yeah, how do yeah. they interpret what the audience gets yeah and what they don't get or what entertains and what doesn't entertain exactly um, and how to how to uh balance uh, the original content with uh, making it more fun or bringing it closer to the audience uh yeah. so you learn a lot i think from everyone you interact with uh from and everyone along the process exactly and i think that's the beauty of you started you know of, of course you i'm sure your mom's mo company wasn't so little but you started from uh i mean i want to like motivate people to not just jump to the big made companies you know our corporations oh, that are all set up and you're just in that position because that, that gives you a little bit of you know you're a little blind uh, to the other you're too jobs. insulated too insulated exactly too insulated <laughs> and what you're doing you know doing a little bit of each you know might sound a little hectic but you learn so much and you become a much more whole you know person in terms of your your profession and what you're doing you understand all the aspects and you learn a little bit of each so you know even even things like in the initial years um a lot of our hindi writers they weren't very proficient in english so i used to uh, even through school and college i would when my mom had projects and she had to uh, she was out there doing the direction on the production and the other work scheduling etc i would sometimes sit with the writers just to explain to them what the english content meant in hindi so that wow. they could write nice dialogue and right. it teaches you such a lot about interpretation about yeah. uh, about uh, adaptation it teaches yeah. you so much in terms of you know uh, language how to wield language mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, in yeah. different ways uh, how to make it effective yeah uh, it's just you learn I mean, you learn little little nuances from everyone. I think that comes your way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is great. Thank you so much, uh, Mona. I mean, to me personally, it reminded me of my beginnings. Uh, also, doing uh, everything from making coffee to <laughs> recording a whole track. You know, it's the humble beginnings that teach you the most. I think. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And again, I want to encourage people to not shy away from companies that are just beginning. You know, and have where you can learn. You can cross train in so many different departments and have that daily conversation because you're sitting next to the engineer and you're sitting next to the voice talent and the script writer. Everybody's in the same room because there's only one room. <laughs> It's yeah, a small exactly. office or whatever. So um, dive in. That's that's what I like to say. So Mona, thank you so much for joining us here um, at the clubhouse uh, and for letting us tell your story, which is is beautiful. 
Thank you so much, Giselle. It was lovely talking to you. Join us next time when we share more stories about elevating the art and science of global storytelling.